Welcome back to the Star Tribune's Talk and Preps podcast. I'm David Levake, and this is the Softball State Tournament Edition, and joined by Katie Whiteman. Uh, she is the White Bear Lake. And a little history already here, no matter what happens, uh, June, yeah, June 9th and 10th at Caswell Park in Mankato, North Mankato, rather. Uh, the White Bear Bears are going to be there for the first time in 20 years. So congratulations, Coach. Thank you very much. It's very exciting. Yeah. Well, and we're recording this on Friday afternoon. And I'm wondering, as the buzz wore off from last night, you had to beat, you had to play Stillwater twice uh, to clinch the Section 4 championship. Uh, is, as the buzz wore off, have you, are your feet touching the ground yet? Uh, absolutely not. Um, our last, you know, our last uh, 23 innings were actually against Stillwater. So it was our last three games. So it's all still kind of very jumbled in my mind what has happened, but it's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. The girls are so excited and so proud of them. And it's, it, yeah, we're still trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. Well, let's, let's unpack this a little bit. So you, you beat Stillwater 1-0 on May 31st. That sent them to the loser's bracket. They came back to earn another shot at you, and you went into the final with a game in hand uh, because you had not lost at that point. First yeah. game, you lose 6-4. Um, I don't have the benefit of like a box score to tell me inning by inning, but what happened in that one? How did it get away from you? Um, well, kind of a, just a real quick recap, uh, Stillwater jumped out and scored first right away in the first inning. Um, we came back in the second inning and, uh, took a two, one lead. Um, and then, you know, we, we got all the way to the bottom of the seventh inning with two outs, you know, we only needed one out to go, but Stillwater had a runner on second base and, they were able to push that one across and then they ended up getting another one that inning as well to go up three, two. Um, and then in the bottom of the seventh inning, we were able to tie it up and went into a couple extra innings, went to nine innings and, uh, Stillwater ended up pulling away from us, you know? Okay. I've, I've been to section finals before where teams come in with a game in hand and the, uh, the team that, 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 you know, needed to win to survive did. I'm always curious how coaches from each team get themselves ready for that second game, which is right away. Um, you lose an extra innings. It was a close game. What, what were you telling your kids to try to get them? Cause there's not a lot of time to get their minds right before you go and do it. Again. Yep. Yep. It's, I mean, all you can say is next game. It's next game, next game, next game. Everything that just happened is over with and you can't change it. All you can do is learn from it but you have to kind of flip that switch in your mind that, you know, this is a brand new game. They just went through all the ups and downs that you just went through. The The field is completely even at this point and anything can happen. Did you get a sense, was that a tough sell or is this the kind of group that they knew that, you know, maybe one got away from them. They knew they had another chance. They knew it was, they could start fresh. What's been the kind of the, the, the makeup of your team from a, a mental standpoint this year? Yeah, that wasn't a problem at all. This group is, they know how to be competitive. You know, that's one of the things you can't teach is that competitiveness. And at no point this year did I ever have to try and will them to be competitive or to fight for anything. 
you know, it was just that message of get over the first game and you got to go attack this next game. And they were on it. They knew what they had to do. Well, and it was a 6-5 final. So how, yeah. how, how did that – what was the flow of that game? Yeah, that was another exciting one. I, I guess we just don't know how to <laughs> – to not play in exciting games, I guess. Um, yeah. So Stillwater again jumped out to to a lead right away in the first inning. They got one run. Um, bottom of that inning, we were able to push a handful across. Um, took took advantage of a couple opportunities, some misplays on defense, and and scored a bunch of runs. Um, but you know, Stillwater, they're such a good team and they're so powerful on offense that as the game goes on, they just kept chipping away at the lead and, uh, came down to, do you mean white bear was chipping away? No, Stillwater was, sorry, white bear was up. Yeah. White bear was up and Stillwater was, was chipping away. Okay. Um, And yeah, so it came down to that seventh inning again and, and we were, (laughs) down to our last couple outs. And uh, this time we were able to close it out. Nice, nice. I, I wanted to ask, so looking back at the at the schedule for the year, you played Stillwater uh, twice in the Suburban East Conference season. And maybe I'm oversimplifying things, but it says here you lost to Stillwater 11 to one. So that was definitely not a good day. That was back on April 23rd. Yep. game was against Stillwater. Four days later, you won two to one. And I was wondering, if that was not, not necessarily a, a turning point, but if that was one of those er, moments early in the year as a coach where you say, okay, we got our butts kicked, time out, we picked it back, we put ourselves back together, and we got an, a close victory. Was that was that something in kind of those early indicators that as a coach you like to see? That that game was definitely our our growing pains game. Okay. Um, we kind of, you know, every I think every good team or every great team has a moment in their season where it, it kind of defines them and they can, can decide whether or not they're going to use this to make them better or let it tear them down. And that was, that was our game for us. And um, the fact that we, our very next game ended up being Stillwater again at our home field and the girls came out and played with such grit and such confidence and just the attitude that they were better than that last game was amazing. I mean, and that, that really kind of led to the spark for the rest of the season. Yeah. Well, and, and later on in the year, you went on a 12 game winning streak and, and yeah. baseball is such a excuse me, baseball and softball are, 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 te- are sports that, really lend themselves to streaks and a little bit of superstition. Was there anything, you know, were you starting to do certain things or not do certain things during that streak just to make sure you didn't mess with it? it, For me, it was just a matter of getting out of the girl's way. Um, (laughs) Not not trying to mess with anything, just kept doing what we were doing. And, you know, hopefully it it stuck around, you know, and it did for for as long as it did. Sure, sure. When you look at some of the players that, you know, that make the difference for you, who, who comes to mind? Who's, who's doing things? And that could be hitting, it could be pitching, it could be excellent in the field, it could be someone that does their job as a pinch runner or something, but yep. some of the people that are really making this possible. I mean, you can't have that conversation without talking about uh, Chloe Barber on the mound for us. Um, she's been an absolute dominating force. Uh, she's got something like 250 strikeouts on the season, something like that. 
246, um, if that feels yeah. Like. Yeah, um, that's just absolutely incredible. Um, but not only that, in the circle, she's also got 14 home runs at the plate and uh, is batting uh, just under five four or 450, I think. Um, yeah. So she's producing on both sides of the field. Um, so you can't, can't skip over her at all. Um, but her younger sister as well, Heidi Barber, uh, is her catcher. Um, okay. Yeah, she's she's batting in the 400s as well, and as our leadoff batter, and especially in sections, she really showed up. She was hitting over 600 in sections, and she just every time I looked, she was on base. Um, but I mean, everybody on on that field. Uh, Jordan Meyer, um, she's a, first first and foremost, she's a catcher, um, but she's so versatile for us that we have her playing shortstop right now. Wow. Um, Last year she played third base. Uh, she's also our four hitter, and she just she hits the ball so hard, and she's such a smart base runner. Um, you know, and our, our entire outfield is absolutely stellar. Um, they can fly around that outfield, and when they're on the bases, they're really really fun to to watch. So it's it's just a matter of of which game, which player is going to step up. Everybody has had their opportunities and has has shown us that they can get the job done. Katie, what year did you start coaching White Bear? Uh, 2011. Okay, so you, you've you been through some lean years with this program. I have. Yes, I have. I've seen the ups. I've seen the downs. Yeah, well, let's talk about what, it, you know, is, it, I can't imagine it's just a matter of talent. Is, is there something more to it as far as why you've, you've had this resurgence since 2019 and now on to the state tournament? Is what, what, What's allowed that? to turn around as far as getting people to be excited to, to be bears and, and, and giving you their best on the field. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's just a commitment, a commitment and a belief that, you know, the, the hard work that you put in, even starting at, you know, 12 years old, 14 years old, 16 years old, that it's going to pay off. Um, I know I've, I've worked really closely with our summer association and we have such a really good relationship that, you know, at, at some point that has to pay off. And I, I really believe that, you know, our cooperation and our dedication to these girls have, have paid off, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, I have to, I have to comment too, because it was uh, 2012, actually. Um, we were kind of having some deja vu last night in 2012. We were in the exact same position in the section championship game and Stillwater had to beat us twice. Oh. Except that that year they they managed to pull off the two wins. So last night was a little little retribution, I guess. <laughs> Only a decade later, but hey, who's coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it still hurts. It still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> that um, well, and, and you, I, I was wondering. So you've done a great job. Whoever it is, if yourself or someone on your staff, has been really updating the, the softball hub website with statistics, which is awesome. The one thing it didn't have was the grades of the players uh, yeah. are in school. So I'm wondering if this is a, a younger team that, that maybe is a bit of ahead of schedule as far as you thought, okay, maybe next year we are going to make a push for state, or if this is a team that's right on time and you thought, you know what, I, we can get there this year with this group. How would you kind of look, how would you characterize that? I mean, uh, you know, we had a, a pretty good season last year right. um, and we were pretty, pretty solid with numbers, but we knew we were going to miss 
a lot of seniors. We, we lost a, a lot of our starting infield um, from last season. So we knew, we knew we had the talent there, but it was just a matter of, you know, figuring out who's going to play where and kind of fitting those pieces together in the right spots. Um, so I think, you know, we expected to have a really good year um, and the girls have kind of blown that out of the water and they've, they've done an even better job than, than what we thought. I'm curious, you've got uh, sisters, the Barber Battery, because we yeah. <laughs> Well, first of all, how does how it flow? Because I've heard of situations in softball and then probably baseball too, but I hear it more with softball that the coaches – you know, sitting there, uh, usually on a bucket in the, in the dugout. And yeah. They'll relay the play, the pitch that they want to the catcher, and then the catcher will relay that to the pitcher. How is it done here? Uh, Heidi calls the game. Uh, whether it's Heidi or Jordan behind the plate, um, our catchers call the game. Um, you know, Heidi is uh, going to be uh, – I'm assuming she's going to be a D1 catcher someplace. She's talented enough. Jordan is going off to Creighton and, and is going to be a D1 catcher. So these girls know, know how to call softball games. Um, and, you know, Heidi's been catching for her sister for a long time. So she, she's going to know her pitches better than anybody else. So as a coaching staff, we completely trust our catchers in, in calling the game. And if there's any adjustments, obviously we, we consult with each other and we talk about it. But it's, yeah, it's all up to our catchers. What's the so you know, Chloe will have different catchers, I guess, depending on the situation. But with her sister, does that add any um, you know, uh, per personality? You have to ever get between them <laughs> to, have to sort things out in the in the in the dugout afterwards. Hey, I wanted that. You've called this or whatever. Is there what's, yeah. what's the dynamic? there's not a lot of that? There, there's some you know the classic sister bickering before a game or after a game or whatnot, but. Once that game has started, they are both – they work really get, really well together. It's actually really fun to watch their dynamic because they know each other so well. But they also know the game so well that it's just fun to step back and watch them play the game. And, who's, and who's, uh, what, are their, what are their ages or what are their years in school or what year schools did they, they just finish – are they just finishing? Who's older? Uh, Chloe is a junior right now, and Heidi is a sophomore. Okay, so just about you know basically the same same age. Yep. yep. Were they in any way? I mean, they represent two different graduating classes, but were they in any way part of a nucleus coming up that you were saying, okay, I, I like what we've got coming up here, uh, and maybe some other players around them, players that were on teams, maybe at, at different you know youth teams that you thought, okay, when they get to high school, we're gonna have some fun here. Uh, yeah, we were always very, very aware of, of this, you know, senior, junior class um, and, and knew that the talent that they had when they were, you know, 12 years old, um, you know, they were, they were good when they were 12, but will they keep that going when they get through to high school? So, um, you know, we had the, the unfortunate season of, you know, 2020 where we didn't get to play, um, so we didn't get to see them at all that season. And that was, that was Chloe's uh, ninth grade year. Um, so she, she would have been on the team then, but we, we didn't get to play with her. So we didn't get to see her uh, at high school until her 10th grade year. You know, with softball, 
pitching is such a, you know, when you've got that going well, everything else seems to fall into line. So talk a little bit about Chloe. Um, when she's dealing, what does she throw well? What's in her arsenal? What does she trust? What, what's her out? You know, what, what does she, where does she get batters out? To, without relaying maybe too many of her secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she loves that fastball. Uh, she, she throws hard, you know, um, and it's sometimes she just gets in there and it's a matter of me versus you. Can you catch up? Um, yeah. So, she, I mean, there's nobody more competitive than her in, in the circle. It's, it's definitely her versus the batter and, and she wants to go at you. When you came into this year, I don't know what you thought you had as far as, okay, we're going to be a small ball fast on the basis team. Okay. We're going to be a, more of a power team we're going to be what did you think you were and how has that played out as the season has gone along um well we we for sure knew that we would have some power um we i mean we've got you know three girls that are pushing six feet tall um so we knew that they were going to be able to hit the ball a long ways when they got a hold of it um but we also have you know a couple uh smaller speedsters that just put the ball in play and get on base and and create a little chaos sure sure but it's it's a really good balance between the two that that we're lucky to have you mentioned uh the next game mentality your next game is going to be at caswell park does anybody on your coaching staff any of experience down there is there anyone that anybody can that can have something to say about where you're headed next uh, nope. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> do you have, do you have mentors and coaching that maybe you can call up that, that have walked these miles that you can maybe pick? Yeah. Up? Yeah. I, I've, I've got friends that have coached down there before and yeah, there's, uh, other coaches that I, I'm have a lot of conversations with that I can reach out to and, and talk to about it. But you know, we're kind of going into it with the mentality, like, it doesn't matter. It's it's no different than, than you know, the three games that we just played against Stillwater. I mean, the, that was a state tournament-level team. Yeah. They've, they've been there how many times before? And so, you know, that those three games that we just played against them, that was kind of our prep. That was our taste of it. Is there anything, maybe you've had, I don't know, it's only been less than 24 hours since you clinched, but is there any sort of, you know, coaching advice you've gotten like, hey, don't, you know, don't, don't try to overcomplicate things or just don't try to get them too wound up. Is there anything you're hearing as far as early advice? I mean, not yet. No, it's, it's still, you know, pretty early after I'm still getting, you know, the congratulation texts and emails and everything like that. So it's, it's still pretty crazy, still trying to get everything organized and wrap our heads around it. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to reach out to, to a couple, couple people I know and get some advice. Is there a meaning, meaningful piece of feedback you heard? You mentioned the texts and the emails, whether it's somebody that played 20 years ago, whether it's somebody who um, maybe worked with these girls when they were younger in, in the white bear system or, or anybody that's, that sent a message that really, you know, matter to you on a, on a heart level? Um, you know, nobody in particular, but there, we had a, a lot of alumni show up to our sections games. Um, a lot of former players reach out to me and other coaches. Um, there are other coaches from the conference, from the section that reached out um, in congratulations and that we've had really good relationships with. And that, 
you know, that stuff kind of really means a lot, especially when you look back over, you know, I've been with White Bear for 12 years and to, to still have parents and players reaching out, um, telling me how happy they are for the program and everything that we've done. It's, it's the things like that, that really hit home that really, you know, that's why you do it. Congratulations again, Katie Whiteman, White Bear Lake softball back at the state tournament for the first time since 2002. Thank you for being on the podcast, Katie, and, and we will uh, look forward to seeing what you're going to be doing at Caswell Park next week. Thank you so much. Go Bears.